Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Jennifer LeClaire here. You can see in the spirit. I want to invite you to take the Seer Activation Challenge. 30 days to clearer spiritual sight. I'm going to be on board doing Seer Activations with you, guiding you through biblical entryways and much, much more. You can opt to take the Seer Activation Challenge at tinyurl.com slash seeractivation tinyurl.com slash seeractivation. You can also opt to get these three books, Seer Dimensions. You can get Power Seers. This just came out. Keys to Upgrading Your Prophetic Vision. And you can get Seer Activations with 101 Seer Activations and a whole lot more teaching. I want to challenge you to see what you've never seen before. God wants you to be able to see in the Spirit. Open your eyes to the Seer Dimensions in Jesus' name. We are on our third series, and I'm so excited to have you here today. I hope by now you're connecting with our teaching about the parables, and I'm really laying the groundwork so that you can really understand the significance of the parables. And even though we haven't talked much about the parables, in the series to come, we're going to really start digging deep and show show you how significant those parables are. But I want to lay just a ground um, uh, foundation so that you can really build upon it. Those parables were spoken by Jesus so that he can empower the citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Mark chapter four, verse nine to 13, the Bible said, and he said unto them, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And, and, and when he was alone, they were about him with the 12 asked of him the parable. And he said unto them, unto you, it is given to know the mysteries. I want to highlight that word mysteries of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without 
all these things are done in parables, that seeing they may see and not perceive and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. And he said unto them, know ye not this parable and how that we that, that, and how then will you know all parables? So he was simply saying, if you don't understand this parable, which is the foundation of what I'm speaking about, how are you going to understand any of the other parable? And he was referring to the parable of the seed, the sower, and the soil. And that's going to be the first parable that we're going to address you in and really begin to dig deep and excavate the principles. Now, the message of the kingdom is a message of empowerment. So I want you to write that down and I want you to take a note of that. It's a message of empowerment. Secondly, that message of empowerment brings meaning, hope, dignity, watch this, to all humanity, not just some. You see, we talked about commodities in lesson number one. So a commodity is the necessary um, element for producing any product. It's necessary. It's the main factor. So that if you don't have gold, you can have gold jewelry. You cannot have gold jewelry. If you don't have silver, you cannot have silver jewelry. If you don't have wheat, you cannot have bread. So it's the necessary ingredients. The commodity is the most important. So when it comes to the church, the message of the kingdom is the only commodity that we have that will be embraced by the entire world that has relevance and significance for all humanity. And when I say all humanity, it doesn't matter ethnicity, political persuasion. It doesn't matter uh, sexual orientation. It doesn't matter who they are. It's for all humanity. It's a commodity that has the ability, once it is planted in the heart, the heart of man, to change their life strategy. It has the ability to change their perspective. And once you talk about life strategy, you talk about destiny. You talk about where an individual ends up. You talk, you talk about where a country ends up, a company ends up, a business ends up. Listen. When you introduce the message of the kingdom, it, 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 it's inconsequential to where they start. It doesn't matter where you start. It, it, it's, it's like God stepping out and looking. He created this beautiful world and here comes the enemy and he destroys the world and, 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 and God steps out in Genesis 1 and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God hovered over the face of the water. Wherever you see waters, it is um, symbolic of people and the holy God is omnipresent. He is hovering over every person person over every nation and 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 when he's omnipresent all we need is his manifest presence to make a difference in that nation in that person in a com- company in a country in a in, in a business in a government and so god is everywhere he is not just in the church he's not you cannot say to a person come to church because that's the only place that God is. God is everywhere. He may not be manifesting his presence everywhere, but he is everywhere. Are you with me? And so wherever a person starts is where they start. And when you put 
the message of the kingdom into the hand of a person, you give him a GPS that points him straight towards God. Yes. So we, we don't, I don't care where a person starts. We should not be judging the world. Yes. The word sinners tell you that they should be sinning. Yes. So don't be surprised when someone says, I'm not a Christian and they're sinning and they're smoking and they're drinking. You should not be judging. You should be saying muscle tough. You're doing what a sinner should do. I have problems when a Christian and a believer is doing the same thing a sinner does. That's where I draw the line. You can't be saying the same thing and doing the same thing and living the same way and then expecting them to follow you. Yes. Hold on one minute. Something's wrong with this. Yeah. And if you're the temple of God, God fills the temple. So wherever you go, the church is there. Yeah. <laughs> the message of the kingdom is powerful. It's a message of empowerment that brings meaning, hope, and dignity to all humanity. So we got to stop taking religion and start taking the message of the kingdom. It's a message that highlights the plan of redemption. We learned that when Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which we lost. So this is what God is redeeming. He's redeeming what was stolen from man and restoring it back into, the, in, into man's life. Just imagine if you have an atheist that's living by the message of Christ and living by biblical principles. Just imagine how our world would change. Just imagine. And so let's not just look at titles. Let's look at the person. Let's look at what Jesus wanted to do. And that was restore what was stripped from us. And he wants to do it for all humanity. Just imagine that if all humanity decided we're never going to come to church, but we're going to embrace the message of Jesus Christ. Can you imagine how amazing this world would be? It would be an amazing world. So if you're going to share, you should be sharing the principles of the message of the kingdom. So the purpose of God's plan of redemption through Jesus Christ, even as he teaches the parables, was, was still is, was, and is still to restore man back to the position from which he fell, a position of dominion and authority over the affairs of the earth. So we're going to take it one step further. It's not just restoring you to dominion and authority, but over the affairs of the earth. That means that if, if, if uh, the, greatest, the greatest need in humanity is not a need for clean water, although that's a need, or for food, although that's a need, and there's enough food to feed the whole world and enough water to feed the whole world. But the greatest need is leadership. And this is industry leaders, not, not another prophet, but a, a, another economic prophet. Someone that could fix the economic problem in the world. You know, not, not just another uh, pastor, but how about a government official that pastors their community or pastors their country and their true father to the country? What if we start talking about the 12 tribes from their assignment as industry leaders? 
When the temple was built, it wasn't built by priests. It wasn't built by the, Le the Levitical priesthood. It wasn't the tribe of Levi that built the temple. It was the tribe of Dan, and they were lawyers. It was uh, uh, Bezalel, and Bezalel was from the tri tribe of, I think it's Benjamin. I could be incorrect, but I think it's the tribe of Benjamin. Um, uh, and the tribe of Dan was Eliab. And these were businessmen. I'm going back and I'm pulling from my memory, but it was one of the tribes that had uh, uh, authority and leadership and government and aristocracy. The, these were leaders in the community, community leaders and businessmen. And why did God have, have to reach outside of the Levitical priesthood to use these two tribes? It was because of their industry assignment and because they had capacity for dominion. And, and, and they need knew how to bring the resources together. The Levites knew how to preach and knew how to pray. But when it came time to build the tabernacle, he had to go outside and find the industry leaders because they had the capacity. Are you with me? And so dominion is what God is restoring back in the message of the kingdom. Dominion is an, a mentality. So he's going to empower us to live in realms of dominion. Dominion is a, an enlargement of your, compa your capacity to think beyond constraints. The constraints of your family, the constraints of your community, the constraints of culture, the constraints of environment. To be able to say, God has given us a vision and we are not constrained by anything. It, it, it's like uh, Noah. And the Bible said that there was nothing in, in his generation and in his immediate community that would lend itself to him being successful. Nothing. Nobody in his family had been a shipbuilder. There was no one in his community that was a shipbuilder. There was no one who understand stood what an ark was because God gave him an innovative idea. And there was so there was cultural constraints and it was capacity constraints. But what God gave him was the ability to dominate an industry and he built, he pushed that entire industry forward and changed the trajectory of humanity. Yeah. So that means that he had to create a new box for other people to think outside of. So he wasn't appealing to the box and he wasn't standing up and saying, God has given me the capacity to think outside of the box. He said, no, God gave me the capacity to create a new box that all of y'all are going to think outside of. Just imagine the nerve, the audacity, the courage. And in today, if you are a believer, you are going to have the courage, the audacity to be able to say, I'm no longer going to be restricted in what I do, what I build for the Lord. There's going to be no family expectation or lack of expectation, no community restraints, no cultural environment lids or limitation that is going to dictate to what I do for the Lord. Nothing. If God gave it to me for an assignment, I'm not going to ask permission. Dominion is what the message of the kingdom is all about. Dominion is what we are built for. We are built to to dominate. This is why we don't like supervisors. Because we're built to dominate. The message of the kingdom is a message of empowerment. What is empowerment? Let's start with greatness, the whole idea of greatness, and let's put it in the context of greatness. On the inside of every individual, there is a seed of greatness. 
and it's called potential, it is there. And in order for a seed to blossom and bloom, it takes heat, it takes pressure, and it takes a season for being buried. You've got to put the pressure. The soil on top of the seed provides the pressure. And then the heat is what it needs. Heat and pressure, and it needs to be watered. If there is no pressure on you, if there's no heat on you, you will never maximize your potential and you will never ascend into the realm of greatness. Somebody has to put pressure on you. And that's usually the person that's called you're called to submit to. The question is, who are you submitting to? Do they have the capacity to take you where you're going? You're not there to borrow a name or to rub shoulders with somebody because you have your own greatness. You don't need someone else's greatness to be great. You were born to be great. It is downloaded into your DNA. You were wired for it. But that's what submission is all about. So that means that if on the inside of each one of us, and I want to use the seed of greatness because we're coming back to the first parable. That seed is latent skills, it's talents, please make a note, it's ability, it's anointing, it's gifts, and it's the innate capacity to fully develop as a human being. The church is in the human development business. Human development is not to make better members is to make better people and better citizens. That's what we're here for. We're not here to keep you in a holding pattern waiting for the rapture. That's not what we're here. We're here to empower you so that you can go into all the world and you can preach the gospel. What is the gospel? It's not just Jesus saved. It's a message of empowerment that gets meaning and hope and dignity to all humanity. Yes. 1 Peter 1, 2-4, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, or of Jesus our Lord, uh, according to, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye may be partakers of the divine nature. You're going to be partakers of the divine nature. So empowerment is there to show you that you're not a part of the working class, the middle class, or even the upper class. You're a part of the God class. And that's where your distinction is. Unfortunately, the vast majority of people endeavoring to accomplish, and in many cases they're accomplishing things, noteworthy things for God, we remain dissatisfied with a sense of non-accomplishment, frustration, and annoying feeling that there are missing pieces. There's something within ourselves that remains undone and not fulfilled. This is as a result of not realizing and maximizing our potential, as well as our inability to understand our true value, our meaning and our purpose and who we are to God and in this world. People can only develop and mature fully, thus benefiting themselves and those around them when they are empowered. So the message of the kingdom is a message of empowerment that gives meaning, hope, and dignity. So let's explain what empowerment is because we throw out words. Empowerment is the process by which an individual or group of individuals are assisted, are equipped, 
are strengthened in order for them to discover their potential, identify their capabilities, access available resources, while at the same time enabling them to identify, exploit, and leverage opportunities, watch this, in order to maximize their own strength and potential, hone their own skills and ability, become self-sufficient, and think at a higher or even more advanced level for the fulfillment of an aim, an object, uh, a goal, or a purpose. I know that's a mouthful. I want you to go back and listen to this again. This is all so that they can ultimately um, ultimately be led into sustainable wealth, Fulfillment, success, prosperity, and happiness. So the message of the kingdom kingdom is a message of empowerment. Now, when we talk about empowerment, we have to go all the way back to an understanding you're empowered to know who you are, who you are, and why you are. So let's go back to the fall of man. When 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 Humanity fell, and we all fell through um, Adam. Adam just caused a great misalignment to happen. And so what we missed was the original purpose and the plan of God. So the Bible itself shows us what the plan of God is. The Bible is the book about a king and his kingdom and his children. So the king's plan was to extend his heavenly kingdom in the earth realm and to to share rulership in, the, in his kingdom with his children. So Matthew 6 and 10, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Daniel 2, 44 says, the God of heaven shall set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. So the king's desire was to create a family of sons and daughters. We're the children of God that were made in his image and after his likeness to complete his plan of extending his heavenly king, kingdom in earth. So the assignment that the king gave to his sons and daughters, you and I, was to have dominion, which means to govern, to rule, and to reign over the earth. So how were we going to do this? God gave us the mentality of dominion when he said, this is what you're going to do. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue, have dominion live healthily, and be productive. That was the sevenfold mandate. And a mandate is always the precursor to a mentality or mindset. So this was the original mindset of the sons and daughters of God, that we were going to be fruitful. That means that fruitfulness simply means that you don't have to find seed. I'll, I'll give you the seed. So that means that every human being is born seedful. You're full of seed. And we're going to talk about what a seed is. You're full of it. You're you're loaded. And the heat impression, the problems that you're going through, has not come to cause duress. It's to bring the greatness out of you. It's to put the pressure. Because we're lazy, right? If we, we, if we don't have a crisis, we usually don't reach in to find a solution. Right. Yes. Why does it have to be that way if you know that God's original plan and purpose was for you to maximize your potential? Why can't you just do it every single day? Why can't you think like it, act like it, walk like it? Why do you have to have somebody tell you, okay, pay me $15,000 and I'll make you read a book? 
When you've got the library at the tip of your feet, that's what a degree is. A degree is training you to be a lifelong learner. And so we don't learn it after a BA, so we go to a master's, and then we go to a PhD. They're teaching you the same thing. What they're doing, they're teaching you how to read, how to find information, how to research, how to discover the truth, how to support, you know, your position. That's all they're training. They're training you to think, but think within that system. So now the pressure comes upon you so that you can think. Think based on what you're carrying. And so it's all about giving you the legal right, the legal authority. And how does God do that? He does it as a king, and his strategy is to fill his sons and daughters with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is not just here for you to speak in tongues. The Holy Spirit is to keep you connected with your heavenly Father until the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. That's what the Holy Spirit is there. He's there to show you things to come. He's there to reveal to you the secret things. Deuteronomy uh, 29, 29 says the secret things belong unto God, but those things which are revealed belong unto man. The scripture says that he does not do anything in the earth realm except he reveals it to his prophets. We have to understand that the Holy Spirit is the uh, 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 spirit of revelation. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it talks about the wisdom that the Holy Spirit is going to give us, that we have the ability to compare spiritual things with spiritual things. It's not received by the natural man. It's received by the spirit. And what the spirit man receives is foolishness to natural man. This is why when we preach the message of the kingdom, people don't understand because it is understood by the spirit man. And this is what God is quickening. He's quickening your spirit man so that you can begin to understand who you are in Christ Jesus and what it means to live an empowered life as you fully embrace the message of the kingdom. When God created you as a human being, he did not turn to an orangutan and say, this is our blueprint and let us make man after orangutan or a monkey. He pointed to himself and he used himself as a blueprint to say, let us make man after our image and after our likeness. Jesus is on a a, a mission to restore what we lost. We lost an understanding of our kingly identity who we are in Christ and we say a lot of times I'm this and I'm that in Christ without fully understanding the implications of it and so if he's coming to restore our image back when Jesus began to teach the disciples they were mumbling and complaining whether or not they should pay taxes and so he said give me the penny what is the superscripture and what is the name written on this penny they said it's the superscripture and the image of Caesar And then he said, render to Caesar the things of Caesar and to God the things that are God. What he was talking about, he was talking about you and the image that you were created in. And he said that uh, uh, he can have the money, but what I want is the souls of man. Why? Because I created man after my image and after my likeness. And he was able to say to the system, you can have the money, but give me man. Why? Because man was the creator of money. And as long 
long as God has man and you and I in the kingdom, we could create anything we want and the world could say, I'm not going to give you that and give you this. And we could say, that's all right. We created it in the first place. We could recreate it in the second place. And God brought you into this kingdom as innovators and as creators. And in conclusion, when we talk about your heavenly father restoring your image back, you got to know who you are in Christ and you've got to be able to say, this is what it means to live in the kingdom. So when you say, I am the salt of the earth, that addresses your morality. When you say, I'm the light of the world, it addresses your intelligence. When you say, I'm a child of God, it addresses your identity. When you say, I'm a part of the true vine, it addresses your community. When you say, I'm a friend of Christ, it addresses your interpersonal relationship. When you say, I'm chosen and appointed by Christ to bear his fruit, it addresses your spirituality. When you say, I'm a slave to righteousness, it addresses your lifestyle. When you say, I'm an enslaved to to a God and I'm not a slave to my past. It addresses your freedom and liberty. When you say I'm skilled, it addresses your giftedness. When you say I'm a leader, I'm the head and not the tail. It addresses your dominance. When you say I'm great, it addresses your greatness. When you say I'm a global influence, it addresses your impact. When you say I'm heaven's representative, it addresses your status. When you say I'm creative, it addresses your creativity. When you say I'm an innovative, it addresses your forward thinking. When you say I'm powerful, it addresses your influence. When you say I'm love, it addresses your significance. When you say I'm wise, it addresses your intelligence. When you say I cooperate with the will of God, it addresses your consecration. When you say I'm reasonable because I presented my body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, it addresses your dependency on God. When you say I'm a giver, it addresses your benevolence. When you say I'm a trailblazer, it addresses your fearlessness. When you say I'm a standard bearer. It addresses your righteousness. When you say I'm a prayer warrior, it addresses your kingdom obligation. When you say I'm an intercessor, it addresses your partnership with God. When you say I'm dependable, it addresses your value-added proposition. When you say I'm loyal, it addresses your reliability. When you say I'm healed, it addresses your healthiness. When you say I'm healthy, it addresses your mental, emotional, spiritual state. When you say I'm prosperous, it addresses your progressive nature. When you say I'm a son of God, God is my spiritual father. It addresses your family orientation. When you say I'm joint ear with Christ, it addresses your wealth. When you say I'm a temple, it addresses your sanctification. When you say I'm one with God, it addresses your unity. When you say I'm a member of the body of Christ, it addresses your relevance. When you say I'm a new creature, it addresses your paradigm shift. When you say I'm reconciled to God and a minister of reconciliation, it addresses your ministerial and social responsibility. When you say, I know who I am in Christ Jesus, it addresses every aspect of who you are. When Jesus came, he came with a message of empowerment because that is the message of the kingdom. Thank you. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today.
You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.